Welcome to the Fathom Academy podcast, a podcast designed for the people of Fathom Church to be resourced to go deeper with God. I'm Kyle Knight, the Youth and Digital Minister here at Fathom. Thank you for listening in wherever you're at. Um, we really, really do appreciate it. We want this podcast to be for you and to be a resource for you to to learn to go deeper in your relationship with God. And so we hope that um, that we're doing that, and we hope that you're you're listening to this and 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 learning a lot and taking a lot out of this. Um, this is our our last week in sort of a little mini series that we've been doing. Uh, called Meet the Elders. We did meet the staff this past summer, so you all can, um, especially during this time of COVID and quarantine and all that, we did that so you can get to know our staff a little bit better um, and and listen to this while you're sitting at home or in your car or on a, on a run. Uh, but these last few weeks, we've been doing Meet the Elders because elders are a really important part of our church and our our leadership here. And so we wanted you to to meet them. You've probably seen them a lot, see, um, seen their faces, seen their names a lot. And so um, we've been taking these last few weeks to get to know them better. Um, and so this is our last one. And here with us today, we have John Holm. How are you doing, John? Doing great. Great Good. to be um, here. I, I've got to I've got to ask you one question. Um, have you decorated for Christmas yet? I have put my Christmas lights up on the house. <laughs> outside and outside. inside is all decorated? Not, not, not inside, not, yeah. Okay. Just outside, okay. yeah. Kind of following suit of a lot of people doing the quarantine, you know, Christmas light thing early. So yeah, it's I'm a, on it. <laughs> yeah, it's, I have always been so adamant about no Christmas stuff before Thanksgiving. Not because I don't like it. I love Christmas. And I yeah. love Christmas season. Yeah. Um, but I'm always like, I want to, I want it to feel like Christmas. And so I'm like, oh, uh, Thanksgiving's still coming up. So I yep. want to focus on that too and everything. So I've, I've always been the one to say, you know, no Christmas movies until after Thanksgiving. We'll, we'll, we'll decorate after Thanksgiving this year. It, it's all, it's all gone. <laughs> well, out I window. won't turn the lights on until <laughs> the night of Thanksgiving, the lights okay. will come on. So I got them up, but <laughs> well, I agree, I agree with you. Ready. Hold yeah. off till then. <laughs> Yeah, and I feel like with the way this year has been going, um, and having little kids, I'm just like, you know what, this this year's weird. And so we've been watching Christmas movies. We've decorated already. Haven't put the lights on the outside of the house. Okay, yet. we've done everything inside. So better get on it. I know. I yeah, <laughs> I, I do have to get on it. So um, so thank you for being here, John. Um, just just take a a little bit of of time to just we we'd love to get to know you more. Um, tell us a little bit about where you grew up, um, kind of what your, what your childhood might've been like. Um, uh, just so, just some of those things. So our listeners can get to know who John is a little bit better. All right. Well, I guess we start with a long, long time ago in a galaxy (laughs) far away being that I'm older and actually I grew up halfway around the world. So it was another well, continent, mm-hmm. not a galaxy, but a continent. Um, so anyway, when I was two, my uh, parents were in the process of becoming missionaries, felt the call of God to go overseas. And uh, so when I was two, they got everything together, got their support raised. And so we headed over to a country called Uganda uh, in Africa. It's about Central Africa mm-hmm. and went to the capital city there, Kampala. And so that's where I spent the uh, next 10 years of my life over there. And uh, talking about a long, long time ago, we actually uh, went over by boat. 
That's how wow. long ago it was because it was so expensive, you know, to, to fly. Yeah. Yeah. And at that time, there were four of us kids. Uh, my younger brother was actually born overseas. So mm-hmm. it was, you know, my parents and four kids trying to get over there. So it was a month or so on the boat, you know, traveling over there. Him, and, wow. <laughs> and now, you know, it's like, I'd love to take that trip again, right, yeah. you know, kind of retrace my steps mm-hmm. because everyone, you know, it's kind of that exotic travel. Right. Well, you know, I don't remember it. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I took that trip, but no memories <laughs> anyway. So, um, we wound up in Africa and, uh, spent 10 years, like I said, of my life there. Folks were missionaries there, a great place to grow up. Mm-hmm. At that time, the country was stable. Uh, it was kind of paradise. Um, yeah. Uganda is just a beautiful country, a little higher in altitude, so the mm-hmm. temperatures didn't swing, you know, get extreme uh, in that. We were on the equator. Um, in the culture, um, there were people from all over the world that, were lived, there, that lived there. Um, I went to school with kids from all over the world, mm-hmm. went to public school, um, and so it was just a great place to grow up. Um, and then my folks being in ministry, um, they were not only committed to, you know, teaching, discipling, mm-hmm. um, leading the church there, but also for us as kids, they just kind of poured into us uh, as far as scripture, the gospel, you know, that was just, we heard the gospel over and over mm-hmm. again. And so my brother and I remember, I think it was probably after some sermon, you know, about hell and right. <laughs> you know, we're yeah. scared to death of Usually is, you know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, going to hell. <laughs> and so we asked, uh, we got home, asked our mom about it. It's just like, mm-hmm. we don't want to go to hell. You know, how do we, um, but I think, you know, that was kind of the first movings of God really drawing us towards him. I mean, I know, you know, that uh, is a longer process, but so my brother and I, you know, prayed the prayer that night, um, asked for forgiveness, asked him to come in and uh, be in our lives. And that was kind of the start spiritually of, you know, my relationship with Christ. And so, um, like I said, 10 years there, I actually got baptized probably when I was about nine. So God was moving and working. Mm-hmm. But when I was around 12, uh, there was a political coup in the country. Idi Amin took over. Some of you have uh, heard of him and, and just how horrible he was, but he, he just was a tyrant. And so we ended up leaving the country because of that um, and spent a year in Chicago. Folks were trying to decide what to do and ended up, my dad ended up taking a church in Minnesota. So went Africa, Chicago, small mm-hmm. town, Minnesota, about <laughs> 4,000 people in that. Um, but spiritually, kind of the journey for me, you know, junior high is a tough time anyway, you know, and coming back culturally, we weren't American. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was a long time ago where we didn't have internet. Uh, We were really that culture there. Um, and influenced a lot by the British because my teachers were all from Britain Mm -hmm. or England. And so we actually had uh, British accents also. Wow. <laughs> the English we learned was, you know, the King's That's English. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, but that was really awkward coming back as a junior <laughs> hire. Right. Yeah. Uh, and Chicago was, that was a rough year for me, my, my seventh grade year, uh, both faith, uh, who am I as a person mm-hmm. just really wrestling through that and gotten in fights at school, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it was just a rough time. I remember um, I was overweight. So, you know, a lot of teasing at that point, just a really hard time. And we moved to small town, Minnesota. 
And I, I attribute it to the spirit of God. Just, there was something in me that just said, you know, this is a new start. Um, and so got there, started going to school and all the negative influences, kids, you know, right. I, I had grown, um, really fast over that year. And so as a big kid coming in, you know, the tough guy wanted to fight me. And I remember walking away from that, which I think is the spirit of God. Um, other people asking me to do things, you know, and I remember walking away from those things also. And so I'm just so thankful for the spirit of God kind of moving. And then on top of that, um, I had great youth pastors through my uh, being there through the rest of junior high and then high school Mm -hmm. that really, um, inspired me. They, They were guys I looked up to and who, Love Jesus, and they were outside my parents because I needed mm-hmm. other examples, right? Because that's I think that's so important for kids to see that there are others that have that passion for Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's not just your parents; mm-hmm. it's real in others. And so um, that's thank you, Kyle, for the work hey, you do. Preach it; it is just Keep so going. important. That's awesome. <laughs> but but they did; they discipled me. They loved yeah. me. They put up with me. Mm-hmm. Um, just as an immature kid <laughs> and inspired me towards faith, towards Jesus, towards dedication to him. And God did a really neat thing through those years, a group of kids that really kind of got on fire for Christ. And we saw others in our high school come to faith as a result of that. Um, and in the midst of that, you know, felt a calling to go into ministry. Mm-hmm. So, so those were really formative years for me. Um, and then ended up going to college in Minnesota, small Northwestern, little, not the big one, little Christian college, <laughs> um, but great experience there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where I met Ruth, my wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a senior. She was a freshman and she, she claims I was desperate at that point. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I always said I never, you know, date a freshman <laughs> and here, I think it was April, my senior year, you know, right before I graduated and. <laughs> Um, anyway, you know, that's God bringing us together Mm -hmm. at that point. And, uh, so ended up taking, I was planning on going to seminary Mm -hmm. and, um, took a year off just to kind of see where things went. She came back to school. We dated that year, ended up getting engaged and got married. And, um, it was another year we just spent there, uh, first year Mm -hmm. of marriage, just kind of hanging out and getting to know each other. And so, um, but then eventually what brought us to Denver or Colorado was going to Denver seminary. Awesome. So that's where, you know, kind of my, my journey in school continued and, and God just continued to work on my heart and my life Mm -hmm. and got involved in a church right away Mm -hmm. that gave us opportunities to, uh, lead groups, ended up leading the young marrieds group, just had a great experience there of teaching and discipling and training. And, um, I took, it took me five years to get through school. You Mm -hmm. know, I did a, three-year program in five years and yeah. <laughs> just cruise my way through. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But I was working my way through, you know, trying yeah. to pay it as we went and, um, and then really being involved in the church, you know, just, it just was a great experience. So, um, as far as my spiritual journey, you know, you get to that point, it's like, okay, God, I've done all this stuff. You've led me mm-hmm. and feel like you're calling me into ministry, um, put out resumes and nobody would hire me. Mm. So that was, I think one of the first big crisis of my faith of going, God, where are you? What are you doing? Right. You know, it, it's that God you owe me now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
um, I, at work, I worked my way through school. I had a painting business, mm-hmm. so it worked great flexibility, all that stuff. And when we had come to town, met this young couple and he had moved to town, started a construction business. And so I was doing all this paint work. Um, and so at some point when I wasn't finding a job, uh, he said, why don't you just go to work for me? Um, he said, you can go, he actually said these words, you can do more for the kingdom of God working for me than you can <laughs> working in a church. <laughs> and, you know, at, at that time I kind of mm-hmm. took offense to that. Right. Right. Um, because growing up, at least back then in the ministry home, there was kind of this sense of being in vocational ministry was a higher calling than anybody else. Right. Right. And yeah. I, to some degree, I think God needed to break that in me, show me that mm-hmm. was not true that we are all called to be ministers for him, no matter what we do. Um, And I think it was God also putting me out in um, a non-vocational ministry circle Mm -hmm. um, in the real world, as I call it, and really learning to love, care, being comfortable with being with non-church people, Mm -hmm. being comfortable with sharing my faith. Um, and God gave great opportunity there to really make an impact. Um, Mm -hmm. like I said, my boss was good friend and a Christian. He said, have at it, you know, Mm -hmm. minister to these guys. (laughs) So I, I commend him. He really had Mm -hmm. a kingdom mindset with his business. Um, and so I figured, you know, that, that would be my career, you know, doing that, serving God in that. I was also an elder in the church and, leading small groups and doing all that stuff. So kind of had a lot of ministry out in my job, ministry in the church. Mm-hmm. Um, and then about 10, 15 years into it, um, some friends of mine had talked through the years of, oh, it'd be great to start a church. And so we ended up starting a church mm-hmm. and about a year into it, they asked me to go on staff. So mm-hmm. major career change Yeah, right. <laughs> at that point, uh, kind of scary to some degree because uh-huh. it's like I'm established in this career and now it's like, you know, right. jump off the cliff financially and is this going to work yeah. or not? But, yeah. uh, you know, I think a good step of faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and so actually was at the church about 10 years awesome. and then that kind of ended in a difficult, painful way. Mm -hmm. And, uh, my wife and I ended up flipping houses Mm -hmm. for, um, boy, about six years, got my real estate license in that time. And so now have moved into doing that full time, you know, as helping others buy and sell real estate as a real estate agent. So, and then, so that's kind of brings you, you know, long, long time ago up to current. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Should have had different episodes. (laughs) But my no, life isn't that interesting. So. It, it, it really, it, it really is. Um, did you, did you, um, when you kind of first had whatever age you were, when you kind of first had that call yeah. into ministry, yeah. was that, did you feel that call into missions since you had been doing that growing up? Or was it like, I, I feel like God is calling me here in America, whatever it is to be a pastor or, or did you have that passion to go back and do missions somewhere? You know, that's a really good question because, you know, growing up overseas, mm-hmm. um, it, that gets in your blood. Right. Yeah. And, but it's different for everybody. So for two of my siblings, they had that call to be overseas and felt comfortable. That's where they felt comfortable. Mm-hmm. 
was overseas. They didn't feel comfortable in the U.S. Mm-hmm. For me, I wrestled through that because it's kind of that thing of, okay, God, is that your call on my life since I have that experience? But I never felt that call mm-hmm. to go overseas. Mm-hmm. It was to be here. And then, of course, marrying Ruth, she didn't have that call to go over there right. either. Yeah. So I think yeah. that confirmed, mm-hmm. you know, who you marry. Also, God uses that yeah. to yeah. lead you because he leads you together. Yeah. In that. So the calling was, you know, here, you know, locally and not overseas, but great question. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. So tell, before we get into a little bit, like how you got here to fathom, um, tell us a little bit about your family now. So um, Ruth and I have been married. Okay. um, 30 plus years. (laughs) She's probably listening. So you get that right. Uh, 30 plus, 84 84 to now. (laughs) A long, long time ago. Um, We have three incredible daughters. And uh, so two of them are married. Thankfully, they live in town. You know, God can call them anywhere at any time, but they're in town. So we get to see them all the time. We still have one daughter at home, Mm -hmm. Uh, all incredible people. Uh, So thankful for my son-in-law. And then we've got a first grandbaby baby on awesome. the way, February. Awesome. So, yeah, big change for That's us coming fun. up. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that is fun. Yep. Um, okay, so uh, tell us a little bit about how you got here to Fathom. So I, I mentioned my past church that mm-hmm. I was, you know, hired by, and that's where Chris and I met. So mm-hmm. we were actually on staff together, uh, became really good friends uh, in that time, and uh, just really grew to love Chris and um, appreciate him. And, uh, so he, um, had gotten the call to, you know, start a church kind of towards the end of all that time. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of a, I guess I'll share this kind of God story. Um, so I had gone on sabbatical, um, towards the end of that time and went down to a big, one of the big Christian conferences mm-hmm. just all by myself, kind of, you know, doing the introvert thing, (laughs) kind of hiding in the, at the Christian show, Mm -hmm. I call it. And I, I never had this really happen before, but, uh, and I can't say it was an audible voice, you know, just something in my head, but in the midst of one of those big meetings, um, got this sense of help Chris with a church, Mm. you know, and it's just like, what in the world is that all about? The next week I was back in town and was not at the church because I was on sabbatical. Chris called me and said, Hey, let's get together. And at that point he shared with me, he said, you know what? God's calling me to start this church. And, um, so we had that conversation and I don't think I mentioned to him at that time, you know, I got that sense, but yeah. it was more him asking him kind of confirming, mm-hmm. uh, he wanted my input on terms of, yeah, is this, you feel this is God calling yeah. for me to, so we had a great conversation and kind of led to him moving forward there. Well, um, things kind of fell apart of the church, a lot of painful stuff. And so that was always in the back of my head. What did, what does that mean? God, did, did I hear something from you? Mm-hmm. Not. Um, and so we ended up leaving the church and really kind of this sense of, we just want to go somewhere and hide, mm-hmm. you know, kind of lick our wounds, mm-hmm. heal, um, that's where flipping houses was great. I called it my construction therapy. Yeah. You know, just I, I could yeah. go and I love working on houses. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could just go work, didn't have to deal with any people. And we just laid low for a while. Mm-hmm. But it's like, okay, um, what, what, 
what are we going to do with church? Because we we just have a heart and a commitment to the church. Where are we going to go and attend and be a part of? Mm-hmm. And so it it really came down to fathom. You know, I think part of it was that, okay, God, I think this is what you mean. Just go mm-hmm. attend and be a part and support what Chris is doing. Right. Um, and so that's kind of what led us to that. We had some really good friends here and, and, um, you know, Eric, I, I know yeah. in his podcast kind of shared kind of that similar mm-hmm. experience of, yeah, it just seemed right with our relationship, our relationship with Chris and some of the others that we need to be here. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's, that's, that's great to hear. Um, so, so you're at Fathom, um, as this is a meet the elders, yeah. podcast what um what brought you to becoming an elder walk us through kind of what that process was after you're you just came to attend especially being in ministry already yeah. being an elder already yeah. and coming to a, a new church what brought you to being a part of this elder team okay so I will have to admit, <laughs> going through that experience at, at the last church, I had no desire to be right? in, yeah. in leadership. It's um, understandable. <laughs> well, and, and, you know, there was a good part of that of, I think what God needed to do through that experience is strip away where I found my significance. Hmm. And, you know, I, I felt a calling to be, you know, help lead a church at that point. But when God kind of takes you through that painful experience, he, he strips away, I think, the, the sinful desire to find our significance in what we do mm-hmm. and not in him. And so, I mean, I mean our, our motives, intentions, desire, that, it's all mixed up. You know, there's some good in that. There's some bad in that sinful part mm-hmm. where we find it more in that than we do in him. We're, we're, a lot of times we're not even aware of that. But I think that experience, God said, okay, I'm going to strip this away from you. And so it was good for me to back away from leadership, not be involved. I think for me to process through that and make sure that, okay, that this really needs to take root in my heart and my mind. Um, and so I was just like, okay, God, I, I have, you know, I, I'm going to be out of church leadership. I'll just support, you know, wherever I can serve. Um, but not in a leadership role and, but, you know, things happen at the church and mm-hmm. there was a need mm-hmm. that came up. Chris, Chris had asked me early on. I said, no. Um, but this past beginning of the past year, mm-hmm. it's just like, we need more elders. And at that point I'm like, okay, God, I, it's not something I am looking to do. Mm-hmm. I don't need to do it. But I believe in this is your body, your church, and we are all to use our gifts and abilities to help edify and build Mm -hmm. up the body. And it's like, I cannot say no Mm -hmm. when there's a need in the body and I can help serve in this way. Um, And so, you know, that's where eventually I I said yes to Chris, Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) you know, for the sake of the body. Right. And to help lead and to help encourage others. Mm-hmm. And the other thing, to be honest, is to be an example to my kids mm-hmm. of my commitment to the church and the body and using your gifts and ability and serving in that way. Yeah, that's 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 big to remember that, um, man, especially having kids <laughs> to be to be yeah. that example. 
for sure. Um, what is, what does being an elder mean to you? Um, well, overall, I, I see our role as kind of, uh, being the spiritual leaders in the church, um, kind of, kind of helping, I mean, it's giving direction to the church, all that there's the administrative part of it, but really it's, it's shepherding people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I love our, our mission, you know, helping people go deeper with Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, that to me, being able to, uh, help be a part of the process of seeing people go deeper with Jesus. There's nothing better than that. Nothing more important than that, than right. that. And nothing sadder than seeing people walk away from Jesus or, mm-hmm. um, by not going deeper and pursuing that kind of drifting away. Mm-hmm. And so I, I see that as my role, as our role of elders is, yes, there's organization, all that stuff, but really it, our goal is to help people go deeper with him, find their significance, their meaning, their purpose, their hope um, uh, in him, mm-hmm. and ultimately him alone. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can enjoy the things he gives us, but really our hope, our purpose is not in that. It, it's in our relationship with him and going deeper with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's important. That's very important to remember. Um, what, uh, what is something that since you've, since you've been a part of an elder, sh- elder team mm-hmm. at two different churches, what's yeah. something that maybe is a, and this might be a difficult question. Um, what's something that maybe is like a misconception of elders or something that you would want, um, our members to hear from you being on the elder team that might be listening to this? Um, something that maybe they just that people get wrong about elders or something that you want to like clear up about what the elders do or don't do or whatever that is, maybe some frustrations or whatever. Um, what what is what is, what is something like that that you might want to tell the rest of the church about the elder team that might they might not understand, I guess. It's kind of a difficult question. Yeah, well, it's a- <laughs> if there's anything. No, actually, there is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I look at overall leadership, even what we've been through politically in our country right, right. now yes. and how people yeah. view leadership. Mm-hmm. And it's really negative. Mm-hmm. And, and it's understandable because mm-hmm. um, how many examples of, um, I think, good leaders do we have in our life? Right. right. And so... As far as, as far as the church, it's kind of the same thing. People mm-hmm. have had bad experiences in churches with leaders who, and I think a big part of it is the the uh, what they've seen is examples of people who grab for power, for control, for overseeing, for lording it over mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. instead of being servant leaders. In other words, um, what we see from Jesus is, in fact, reading through Matthew, once again, mm-hmm. who is the greatest in the kingdom? Yep. Great passage, great mm-hmm. reminder. Mm-hmm. You know, the mom comes and says, put my disciples, you know, one on right. each side. And you're just like, what? <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, it, but that's so typical mm-hmm. for us as human beings in our, uh, our sinfulness is making it about us. And not about him. Mm-hmm. And when we have that need to find our significance in our role in leadership, we start making really bad decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we need his wisdom no matter where we're at. Yeah. But but yeah. I think going, okay, God, this is not about me. It's about you. It's about your church. And it's about being faithful stewards as leaders of your church. And 
step, you know, putting myself as much as I can out of that mm-hmm. in order to serve, to lead, to love, to care for, to shepherd the people. So, and that's what I love about our elder group right now. That's what I see hearts, hearts of, mm-hmm. of men who love God, who love Jesus, who, who love the people, love the church in, in, desire that and not seeking for power control mm-hmm. and it's about me. Um, so, I mean, we're, we're sinful fallen men. We need, you know, congregation to, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> pray for us, to encourage us, yeah. um, to stay on track, you know, mm-hmm. to go deeper with Jesus. Mm-hmm. If we're doing that as leaders, then we can lead well in yeah. that by God's grace. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Um, what la- kind of last question before we wrap up a little bit, um, what do you, what are some hopes, some dreams that you have for fathom in the future? What would you like to, what would you like to see with this church where God is calling this church? What are some of your biggest dreams for fathom? So when, you know, our experience shapes mm-hmm. a lot of what we see and what, what we desire, you know, outcomes, even for the church, yeah. um, and I, I know part of our vision is to plant churches, which, I, you know, that that is a desire at some point right? that yeah. that God would um, grow us to the point of being able to spin off mm-hmm. churches mm-hmm. on that. But I don't want that at the sacrifice of going deeper. Right. So there there was a book I read on sabbatical that that just really helped me. I think I was in a kind of a spiritual uh, midlife crisis right <laughs> at that point, mm-hmm. um, serving God involved mm-hmm. all that stuff, but, but it was so much about doing, mm-hmm. serving God, doing this, doing that, doing that, and trying to get others to do all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and there's something missing inside of me. Um, but I think, uh, there's a spiritual journey in, in a book that really impacted me. Um, and I'm not going to remember the name of it right now. <laughs> um, That's okay. You'll think of it later. Yeah, we'll, I know. We can, we can link to uh, it. Spiritual journey. Spiritual path. Yep. Oh, boy. Yep. <laughs> you know, it's it's there, but I forgot. Yep. Anyway, but it talked about um, kind of steps in our growth. Mm. And um, that was huge for me seeing, yeah, um, step one, come to faith, grow in our faith. Um, learn our gifts and our abilities, mm-hmm. learn to serve. So those are all important things, but it can't stop there because at some point there's this kind of crisis of faith. Of, is there more than just that? Mm-hmm. And they talk about um, the, the last three phases and the last one is they call it the life of love where we find our meaning, our significance so much in Christ that we don't need anything else from anybody else or anything else so we can truly love and serve and give because we don't need anything back. And I'm like, man, that, that, that spurs me on. Yeah. You know, I want to move that way. Mm-hmm. And you know, how many uh, believers are going to that point where they inspire you? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my desire for the church is that mm-hmm. people uh, go deeper with him, but wherever they're at. Right. So one thing has been just incredible right now is being involved in these small groups and leading these small mm-hmm. groups and being a part of seeing God moving and working in, in people's lives. And right now it's, it's all young couples and a college student and, and Ruth and I, and they call us mom and dad. <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> Love those guys. <laughs> yes. But, but just being a part of mentoring yeah. of, you know, journeying with them mm-hmm. and, and hopefully as we share life together, 
um, inspiring them. And when we learn from them and inspired by them, I mean, anytime I see somebody starting to wrestle through their faith mm-hmm. and grasp it and take those next steps. So that's my, my hope and my, my desire is that we be, we continue to be a church that wants to go deeper, mm-hmm. that, um, really, uh, um, encourages and challenges yeah. and walks alongside each other wherever we're at mm-hmm. and, and uh, is a church that does go deeper yeah. with him. And then seeing where God leads that, you know, to expand where we're at now to planting churches yeah. and, and having others, but really that heart and that mission mm-hmm. that, that follows that it's about discipleship. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's something so great to remember church of, of going deeper and being connected, especially in this time that we're in right now mm-hmm. of uncertainty again, and um, still some of us not meeting together and missing that and how important it is to be in community. And um, I'll put that little plug in there to, if you haven't <laughs> listened to Chris's that's right um, sermon from last week on community, it's, it'll be in the email that's coming out well, tomorrow with this podcast. Um, so watch it, listen to it, um, how important it is for us to be in community with each other, to be in a D group together, um, to do life together, even though it's difficult to do that now, it's mm-hmm. so, so important, um, to be together, uh, because it, it can be, it can be detrimental to our, our, our faith and our spiritual lives. If, if we're not doing church together, I think that's a huge thing to remember that we're all about going deeper here at fathom. And we have a lot of different ways of doing that, being a part of a D group, being at church, um, on Sundays, getting your kids to church on Sundays and your youth to church on, on Sundays and, um, listening to this podcast. This is a resource to go deeper. Um, just so many ways to do that serving here, um, as well. So, Thank you, John, so much for oh, you're very um, welcome for being here for talking about yourself and your life and what brought you here to Fathom. We are so grateful that you are here, that you are on our our leadership team. Um, and so, thank you so much for you for bet. doing this and for being here and um, being a great leader that we can all look to um, as an example. So, thank you. You're welcome. Um, yeah. So uh, that is it for today. Um, that will wrap up our little mini series on Meet the Elders. We will be doing, I think, a couple podcasts next week. Um, one to kind of wrap up our uh, discipline series. So if you um, need to go back and listen to the last like five weeks of those, uh, Pastor Chris will be speaking on the last one this Sunday. Um, so make sure you are either here at church or you're tuning into that because it'll be really, really good. Um, if you plan on coming to church, got to sign up, go to fathomchurch.org. Uh, yeah, just go to fathomchurch.org. It's right there on the front page. Sign you, yourself up, sign your kids up. Um, spots are going quick for kids, so sign up for that. But be here at church. Um, I know things are crazy. I know it's hard to know what's coming up next, but um, we're, we're doing things safely here and we just want to, want to see you. We want to be in community with you. We want to do church together with you. Um, so sign up, register, um, be a part of church this week and, and tune into the podcast next week where we have a couple, um, a couple more things to, to share with you. So, uh, thank you again, John. Um, thank you church for listening and we love you and we'll catch you next time. 